This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome in to this special edition of Big Drive Energy from the PHNX studios. Uh, of course, Big Drive Spence here with Big Drive Mitch and special guest... What do we call one of, one of my favorite, we, can we call you Big Drive Big Drive Saul? Let's go. You want to be Big Drive? Big Drive Book. Big Drive Book? <laughs> oh, I like that's that. That's fire. I like well, that. He is the best book in Phoenix, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the but, original, baby. Uh, Let's go. Saul Bookman joining us. One of my favorite guys in the All City Network. Appreciate that. Yeah, really. I, I really enjoy hanging out with Saul. Uh, got to go to a Cardinals game with him this year. That was a blast. Came up for Brandon's birthday. That was also a blast. Um just every time I hang out with Saul, it just seems to be a good time. That I don't know if that's time. you or me, but... Yeah, we'll say it's mutual. <laughs> I love it. I, I don't know And this that. podcast is, of course, brought to you by our presenting sponsor over at Pins and Aces. Check out pinsandaces.com. They've got the new liquor stick. They sold out of it the first weekend they had it, but they have restocked it. They also just came out with the Hula Collection. If you put in an order for the Hula Collection in the next couple of days, you can get the chance to win a free topless Hula driver cover or any cover of your choice sent in your box so make sure you get those orders in at pinsandaces.com use a promo code bde and that saves you 15 percent off and gets you free shipping best polos in the game still have the beer sleeve now the liquor stick we used it at our tailgate last weekend um and people were stumbling out of there just like you're supposed to be when you can fill a whole 750 into a a stick and just dispense it and hide it in the golf bag so did you bring one yeah, yeah. We, oh, Hell here? Yeah. No, we didn't hear. We didn't bring it here. <laughs> we didn't bring it here? Oh, no, not this we, time. We fucked up. I left it at the tailgate, to be honest with you. Oh, my I gosh. also stumbled out of the tailgate. Oh, yeah. Spencer was um, lit. But I was working. <laughs> two, two birds with one stone. All right, let's tee it up. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any. <laughs> Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> Saul, thanks for welcoming us to your city. Of course. Um, we have a event Friday night, a little tea party, a play on words there, T-E-E. A uh, little golf event over at Dobson Ranch. Really excited for that. Uh, doing it with the, P, uh, the PHNX Suns and a watch party. Going to be a lot of games. There's a free clinic. We got sponsors out the waz there. It's like Four Peaks. OGs is yeah, there. Um, a Burrito Express, uh, Chop Shop, Mount Mike's Pizza. Um, I mean, everybody and their mom is going to be out there um, giving away free food, selling some food. Uh, we're going to have a lot of alcohol available. 
Dude, it's going to be a blast. I mean, I'm going to be eating good is what you're saying? Oh, eating good in the neighborhood, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, uh, well, Applebee's will not be there. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I, I can live with that. All right. So a few things for you, just Phoenix-based questions here. Yeah, yeah. Because we love it down here. We've been down here a ton. All right. When somebody says it's cold here, mm-hmm. what 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 degrees pops into your mind immediately? Sixty eight degrees. <laughs> okay. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I saw a dog with a coat on. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's fucking. It's frigid out here, man. It's like fucking. You know the tundra temperatures oh out God. here. Bro. I mean, what is it? Probably the high. Well, it was probably like in the high fifties when we landed. Yeah, something like that. So yeah. about almost 60 degrees. So you can just smell like the warm air, though, even though it wasn't warm. I was like, oh, this is nice. I mean, we did just leave Denver where it was 28 degrees. Yeah, so yeah. that makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, 68 degrees, it, sometimes it's it's hard out here in these streets. Also, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, on the other side of that, what is hot to you then? Hot? Yeah. Um, I mean, you hit 100. That's 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 warm. Okay, you know so that's I mean? relative. But I honestly, like, I, I'm so used to it. I actually, I much prefer the the hot than the cold. See, I'm I'm yeah. I just run hot all the time. Yeah. So I'm built for cold weather. There you go. Well, and yeah. it, actually, I'm I would much I'd be much prefer to live here because I'm the same way as you. Like I, I went outside today when we went and got breakfast, and I was like. I was like gonna take my hoodie off because I was like we're in Phoenix I gotta take the hoodie off and I was like I took it off a little and I was like nah I'm good I'm kind of like I'm built to live in in hot weather you know like when you sit in a hot car and it's like you're sweating mm-hmm. I like I like like that oh yeah like like I like going to the course and and putting in work and just getting nice good sweat now the sweat <laughs> evaporates and it's all salt on your body but <laughs> yeah uh, it's still you know it's still the same thing like I, I like putting in work where as it's, if it's cold outside and it's 20 degrees even if there's no snow. You just you're hitting you're hitting the stick and it hurts your hands your bones hurt you yeah. don't want to swing like there's no way to overcome it you have to leave <laughs> <laughs> the only way to overcome See, it is when just get it, back when in the it car it's too hot that's I just leave too that's <laughs> that's how I am I'm like I just can't operate under these conditions I'm way too sweaty uh, can't drink enough to you, you can't even get drunk when it's hot no no like it just burns right through your body no that's, yeah that's bullshit I've never understood people that go out to the golf course in the middle of June or July and they just have a whole thing of beer and they're just chugging it. I'm like, bro, like you're going to die by the time you get to the ninth hole. Yeah, oh, for sure. And especially if it's like straight up beer, like that's like a loaf of bread. Like, you know what I mean? Like I need, I need, I'm definitely a seltzer guy on the golf course, something a little bit lighter, something that hydrates you a little, it doesn't really hydrate you, but the illusion of hydration is what I'm looking for. More than just like, yeah, give me an IPA. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. how are you going to drink an IPA on the golf course? Right. For sure. All right, so speaking to that, what is your favorite drink to have on the golf course? Ooh, for me, it's probably Crown and Coke, you know, or Rum and Coke if they don't have Crown. Can't go wrong there. Yeah, what's you your, what's your rum, Captain? Uh, usually, yeah, Captain, um, or uh, if they have, uh, uh, I can't think of the one with the bird on it, uh, Macagua or something like that. Oh, something never heard of it. Yeah. You fancy. <laughs> that's that's not in my. Um, do you have Macagua? <laughs> oh, McCullough? Maca- something like no, that. It has I, the parrot on it. Oh, oh I've seen that. Malibu? No, not Malibu. Um, oh, is that is that? No, that's not uh, Kenny. That's not Kenny Chesney's rum. Something I I know what you're talking about. Anyway, but now. yeah, rum yeah. and coke. Okay. Um, rum, you know, yeah, or, rum and coke. Crown and coke. Either, okay. either one, you can't go wrong. I think my biggest annoyance with most drinks in general is like well they're not enough but not necessarily like the alcohol content but like 
I hate when you get a drink, especially at a golf course, and it's like that short plastic cup. Yeah. You're like, bro, like I need to order three of these before I see the car girl again. Yeah. You know, that's what that's the one thing that's annoying. Like I'll take the same amount of alcohol, but I'll take a full like tall level of like soda yeah. or whatever it is, because then it lasts me more I've than never really seven had that minutes. problem. <laughs> like I, I I don't know where what golf courses you guys go and if they just everybody has tiny hands or something like that but <laughs> like out here we, we we go big like we have big cups like double up no let's go. well yeah. when we were at Phoenix Country Club they gave us double cocktails and like the tall styrofoam yeah, glasses yeah holy shit yeah well, and it has to be styrofoam out here yeah, oh for to keep sure. it cold that makes because sense. otherwise it'll just yeah there's no out no plastic eat. cups out no, here yeah plastics yeah. melting in your cart but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no shit well by the same token though i did get very drunk that day um so i don't know if that's necessarily good for me like maybe a little bit less liquid would probably be ideal yeah. I think it was probably the three shots of fireball. I was going to say, I, I think it was the extra shot of fireball <laughs> the cart girl just brought up and then oh, didn't want to take. Yeah, randomly. we had a, a day at Phoenix Country Club when we were down here last year for the uh, waste management. It was... Yeah. Thanks, it, thanks for the invite, by the way. That was, that was pretty dope. <laughs> it was pretty cool to hear that you it, guys were golfing a, at a pretty cool club. <laughs> And, uh, you know, we're just sitting in the office. It was hard know. enough for me to get an invite. Spencer is barely invited. Oh, like, okay. yeah, that. Yeah, they saw my hair and they were like, whoa, I don't think we accept people like you here. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it, it's a fun track, though. I actually, it's pretty, it's like right up the street, kind of. Yeah. Relatively. Yeah. I was like, is that the same building that's like right next to Phoenix Country Club? So. You're pretty damn close. Yeah, it was only two blocks away. Nice. I could have walked there. It's cool. <laughs> I could have walked. It's cool. Like, okay. Thanks for the invite. A um, couple things we wanted to get to today. So did you see uh, the Pro Bowl games released today? I did not. So they have, in the Pro Bowl games this year in the NFL, a long drive competition. Oh. So that's going to be dope to watch just as far as, like, you know, I don't... Everyone's going to make an ass out of themselves, first of all. Yeah. I'm not, well, like... Patrick Mahomes, who will be in the Pro Bowl because they're not Chiefs, won't be in the no, Super Bowl. No, yeah, he can move yeah. it. He can move it. He will win the long drive contest. That's my so? prediction. It's also a double prediction because that means they're not playing in the Super Bowl. Oh, like that? I, oh, okay. I don't think the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl either. Um, yeah, I was trying to think just off the top of my head who I think would hit it the furthest. Um, I would say maybe a tight end, maybe a. a like a Travis Kelsey, tra yeah. No, I hate Travis Kelsey, he's, <laughs> he's too, he's even too soft for golf. Um, I'm just trying to think of like a long, like if it's a long drive competition, like we all, I mean, obviously, we can go, we could talk about strength, <laughs> we could talk about strength, but it you have to be accurate, and that's why I would say probably Patrick Mahomes, cause, yeah, because he damn near won, um, that that Tahoe tournament, um, yeah, last year, yeah, he's he can he can swing it for sure. I'm trying to think. So, did they say where they're doing this? No, it was just very, like, very, like the very preliminarily <laughs> there. And they're playing flag football. Yeah, they're gonna do Which flag is, football. There's that is that the game? Yeah. No, <laughs> seriously. The game is flag football. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. I just that, saw that the other day. I that is weird. I did not know that. Crazy. And I get like not getting injured and all that. I. I don't all know. Right, so the games are. Uh, Pro Bowl dodgeball, so that that'll be fun. Lightning round, um, 16 players to compete in a three-part elimination challenge that will leave one player left at the end to earn three points for his conference. Uh, in the first event, splash catch, and then high stakes, and then thrill of the spill. So it's like a... Sounds like some Nickelodeon shit. That's kind of what Dude, it is. this is like superstars. 
I don't know if you guys remember that. So back in the day, in the 80s. We were uh, born in the 90s. I know. I got, I got you. I got you. <laughs> so in the 80s, they used to be able to, um, they used to put all these athletes together, and they literally would do competitions. Um, like everything from track and field to weightlifting to obstacle courses, the whole oh, nine yards. Fire. And at the end, there was literally like an obstacle course where you had to, like it was like Herschel Walker against like um, uh, Walter Payton. And they would take off. And they'd have to like do a steeplechase and like run over the 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 water with the with the little ledge or whatever, climb a wall with the rope. They'd have to like do a bunch of stuff, and then there was like a hundred meter sprint at the end, and then whoever won that was like the champion. Dude, they how did do they that, not man. have that? Was anymore? there money? Was there that? money in this? I, I assume there was some money in that, but like times have changed so much oh, because uh, somebody gets injured in that. I and was gonna say that's the end of it. Sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah, like, so it's kind of cool that they're pseudo bringing that back yeah i like that i'm down I mean, for that whatever makes the the whole pro bowl experience more exciting yeah i think will be pretty cool for sure well and then there's a there's going to be a precision passing um maybe russell wilson will be in that <laughs> uh <laughs> and then drops dimes baby <clears throat> uh best catch that'll be cool so it's two players from each conference could be in a best catch competition which it says showing off creativity inventiveness and talent so that'll be almost like a dunk competition like yeah. type of thing where like that. they throw out like the one hand catches is gonna win that like, they're definitely not gonna well, win i don't think deandre hopkins is in there but if he was i think he'd win it bro his just watching him his hands are stupid oh yeah and well in his hand his hands mixed with like his ability to get like spin around the air do you remember brandon lloyd it's a very like diet De DeAndre Hopkins, mm -hmm. he was a Broncos receiver, okay. but like, he, he played for the Patriots, Broncos. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah. like he made Tim Tebow look like a good quarterback, and yeah. that is a fucking yeah. feat in itself. Yeah. But yeah, like just watching guys like that just catch the ball on on the sidelines. And D I think I love about D Hop is he's like kind of the originator of the one hand, mm -hmm. and like he'll every time like if he's going out of bounds, he's never got two hands on the wall. He'll he'll make it to you and catch sometimes, but then he'll just like he just like holds that thing out there like a loaf yeah. of bread, but never. Um, I'm sorry that he's probably not going to be a Cardinal anymore, man. It's yeah, kinda... it's unfortunate, but, you know, where, it is what it is. Where do you feel like he's going to land? I mean, I, I would say, I mean, you need a, a team that is in desperate need for a wide receiver, so the Patriots maybe. Yeah. And he loves himself some Bill Belichick. So, yeah. Um, I could see that happening. Uh, or maybe even a team like the Bears, you know. if, if Bears would be fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, because they, they, need, they need a wideout. Now, again, D-Hop is not a big fan of the cold weather. Yeah. So going to either one of those two cities, probably not ideal, but that's what's on the table, I think. It's true. Yeah. And then so finishing up, we got kind of like you were talking about with the uh, superstars thing, a gridiron gauntlet. Side-by-side -side relay race showcasing strength, speed, and agility. Six players from each conference will compete to see who finishes first and wins three points for his team. And then uh, 40 yards in length, breakaway walls, climbing over walls, and oh, yeah. under tables, a tire run, a blocking sled carry, Carrying a legend coach across the finish line. That's exactly like the superstars. Dude, Let's that's go. Sick. The, the, that's sick. I think, like, we can shit on the NFL. I mean, their product is just great in itself, and they kind of can just do whatever they want. But mm -hmm. this is actually, like, going to be fun. I think fun to watch. I'd, I'd much rather watch that than a bunch of dudes in pads acting like they're going to tackle each other, and they're just really slap-tickling each other. Oh, for sure. Making business decisions. Yeah. What was that one cornerback we had that, that we got from the Giants? I'm talking about the Broncos. Uh, Dominic Rogers, Chrome. Yeah, he was all about the oh, DRC. He yeah. played here too. He Did, played here and in Philadelphia. Okay, yeah. yeah. He yeah. once somebody had the ball, he's out. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, all the time. Just dipped out on yeah. you. Uh, yeah. So I think that's going to be awesome. Kind of a 
crossover, of course, of golf, but other skills competitions. And it will be interesting to see uh, if they pick, if there's, there's got to be, you know, if they pick, depending on how many golfers they pick or football players they pick to hit the long drive, like they're, they're mostly going to be the quarterbacks, I would imagine. But there's probably one or two dudes. I wonder if it's like a, hey, do you want to do this type of scenario where some of the guys are probably like, I mean, they're going to make themselves look stupid. Yeah. But some of the guys that, like like you said, a Patrick Mahomes who plays like a real amount of golf, like those guys will be dominant in that performance. Do you think Tom—I mean, Tom Brady can move it, too. That would be fun to yeah. see Tom can swing Mahomes too, yeah. and Brady go head-to-head in a long drive. Dope. That would be kind of dope. So wrapping that up, speaking of dominant performances, John Rahm this weekend. Did you catch that? I did not. Uh, so— Crazy ass first tournament of you know we always talk about 2023 season. It's already quote unquote started, but it really starts uh, beginning of the year with the tournament of champions. Uh, unfortunately, our cousin Cam not getting to play in his own tournament that he won. No, he's on the on the live side now. But John Rom was seven strokes back of Colin Morikawa starting Sunday, and Colin Morikawa has never been a guy that like. He's obviously won a ton. He's won majors. So he's not a guy you would think that would just drop a lead like that. But Rom fired 10 under on Sunday. Morikawa shot even par. He shot one under. Or one under. Yeah. And lost. So did Morikawa lose it or did Rom win it? Uh, I th- Well, I mean, whenever you shoot 10 under, I think you kind of go win it. Like, there's not much you can argue with there when somebody... And even though it's a par, it's the only par 73 they play on the PGA Tour, which is crazy. But they just have that extra par 5, so... Guys like John Rahm can really get out there and make birdies on the fives and even eagles. But Morikawa, the craziest stat of the week was he was the only guy in the entire field to make three straight bogeys, and he did it on the back nine on Sunday. Damn. So that is the wrong time to make three straight bogeys. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to say it's an easy course, but relative for the PJ Tour, the fairways are super wide. The greens are huge. Um, it's it, you, you know, you, you're not going to lose a lot of balls out there. The only real defense is the wind. Um, so John Rahm just went out and played his ass off and Morikawa, it was once again, his putting like very relatable to the general public. He, he's one of the best ball strikers on tour. And every time he puts well, he usually wins. And I almost feel like that's pretty close to like Rory or, um, there's a few other players like that when you're like, when they have a good putting week, they, they do really well. Um, and he actually putted very well the first three days and then Sunday just fell apart. So I know he... He went to a new putting grip this year, switched coaches, did a lot of stuff. So it might have just come down to him not being ready for that kind of pressure um, with the new grip, with the new mindset, all that stuff. Um, Because like you said, he's won plenty of times. He knows what it's like. But when you're in crunch time and you're standing over a five-footer, that's like, I mean, you use different putting grips all the time because you're a psycho. Um, do you ever, so he, he, he'll like, he, I don't know if you remember VJ Singh, but VJ used to switch putter, like his, his hands on the putter, like every other hole, like he'd probably use six or seven different putting grips yeah, for one round. More of a feel thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's just kind of nuts to me. Yeah. Um, like if you can't do one consistently, what makes you think you can make, you know, switching it up so, like that. Sometimes it's just, it's just the feel though. Like, honestly, you're out there and. 
you're putting and maybe you're on the putting green and it just it just is not feeling right yeah so you switch it up and you're like maybe maybe that switching up is compensating for whatever it is that's ailing you and you just don't realize it for sure and that's that's the reason why i would switch it up and it's probably the reason why you switch it up as uh, much as you do i'm so fucked up we played golf in <laughs> iowa when i was like 16 and i putted the whole round left-handed oh my gosh <laughs> that's yeah it. dude i, can't I, do that. I am the me- biggest mental midget well kind of relating that to so you've played a lot of sports in your life right yep, and yep. play golf Without sounding like we don't ever sit here and you're like, oh, golf is the hardest sport. I mean, I could make that argument, you know, in different ways. Some people say it's not a sport, and I think that's bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. But with you and like the the pressure you felt in other sports, and we're not sitting here saying we've played in U.S. Opens and felt like real golf pressure, Mm -hmm. but like it's so real. And things like Morikawa losing a, a seven shot lead, like pressure in golf is. And, and when you get to the highest level, you know, when you go to a Suns game and you watch Booker shoot before mm-hmm. a game, never misses. Kind of mm-hmm. like th- yeah. those guys are just guys so warm, dialed. Yeah. And the second pressure hits, you know, that he's going to make five out of 10 or whatever <laughs> in a game, but yeah. it changes the whole game. Like Shaq or Dwight Howard back in the day, you watch them shoot free throws, they make 10 straight. Then they get in the game, they make four or five. Yeah. Like it's it's pressure. just a different animal. Oh, for sure. And, and I will say this so, like, um, so I, I played college basketball. Um, and when I was in the military, you know, we, we had our own, uh, you know, varsity basketball teams and um, and also football teams like flag football teams. Oh, that's um, awesome. And so it was pretty dope. And I mean, we had a lot of success and, and, and but but golf. Right. So when I was living in Colorado, I was actually uh, I participated on the Golf Channel Amateur Tour. Really? Um, for 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 where do you live in Colorado? For, in Aurora. Okay. Yeah, I lived out on the what, what isn't the that east a side? <laughs> I was gonna say that is the east side. What yeah. isn't there a, a military base? Yeah, Buckley Air Force. Bu- yeah, Buckley. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, there, I've lived yeah. there my entire life. Yeah, we yeah. actually host the Buckley Air Force Base like tournament at our there course. Or used to. Nice. Yeah, like, just like the yeah. fundraiser. For yeah, them. I used to live over by uh, La- the old Lowry Airfield. Um, oh. Which has now been completely renovated and it's beautiful. Actually, I think that's where Common Ground is. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like, yeah, right close, that. like yeah. near Stapleton, yep. stuff yep. like that. Yep, yep. Yeah. And so um, participated in that, and I will tell you this right now: um, the first tournament I ever played in, we played at Green Valley Ranch, and we're coming down the stretch, and I think I'm out of it because I'm having the worst back nine of my life. Like, so I'm like, I think I was like nine over par or something like that, and uh, lo and behold. I should have won the tournament, but since I didn't take the last hole very seriously, I just was kind of slapdicking it around. <laughs> um, I four putted the last hole, and I ended up losing this tournament by one stroke. Oh my goodness! And oh I my was God. so mad. Yeah, I finished fourth that whole year, which I was pretty proud of myself, and so I qualified for like the national tournament. But I, but as we were getting close to the end of the season, and I realized how close I was, that's when the pressure like really. Oh. It, and, and it's an individual sport, yeah. and that's the difference. Yep. Like, you don't have a team to rely on. Yeah. You don't have anybody else you can bounce ideas off of. You are out there isolated <laughs> trying to figure out life by yourself. 100%. And that's a that's a whole other different kind of pressure that I've ever felt. Oh, no doubt. I, I actually think that that's part of the reason why all these PGA Tour guys are starting to say, my team. They, they surround mm-hmm. themselves with so many people yeah. that it's almost like it's not them. You know <laughs> what I mean? They're like, we won or we lost. It's like, no, you won or you... Like, oh, yeah, fool, that you, just says Tiger Woods. It doesn't say Tiger Woods and company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's as individual as the sport gets, and like you said, that kind of pressure is insane. Yeah, like, I couldn't even imagine it on the PGA Tour. Like, yeah. oh, if you miss this putt, you don't get to play on the tour because this is your tour card. <laughs> yeah, or this Shit. putt's for five hundred grand or a million dollars. You're <laughs> yeah. like, what? Yeah, it, it is a different level of pressure out there. And just 
being able to like go back to like what you know and that's the toughest thing about changing stuff in your game is if there's nothing you can really lean on even as a pga tour player you're not going to do very well you know if you can't just have something that you can go to yeah it's uh you're up shit's creek and that that's kind of what happened to morikawa but i mean i think he's still gonna have a great season um he's just too good of a ball striker you like colin i love colin he's He's one of my top three players in the in. in Give us your tour. top three right now. Uh, I mean, Tiger's always going to be number one. Yeah. for life. He moves like, the. Is the he is the needle. Yeah, he doesn't move the needle. He is the needle for sure. Um, I love Rom, but it, he's not in my top three. I have a funny top. Is it because he went to ASU? Uh, probably. <laughs> but but I did meet him. I didn't meet him last year, and he was just such a cool dude. Like so, I, props to him. But uh, my top three would be it would be Tiger, and the number two is going to throw you guys way off. Uh, I was a big Anthony Kim guy. Oh, yeah. Bro. Love me AK. some Anthony Kim. <laughs> Hell, yeah. He was one of my favorites. He was a savage. Uh, did, then, uh, did you ever hear the story of what happened to him? No. Well, I, I know he had, like, a wrist injury. and Yeah. And then, so he had an insurance policy on his wrist. And if he would have played another PGA, basically they were like, you can take $15 million, I think it was either 10 or 15, and never play on the PGA Tour again, or you can lose this insurance policy and go – Go try to qualify because at that time he had yeah. no status, so he just took it and he's like disappeared. I don't even know where he is, dude. I I, I don't know where he is either. It's, <laughs> that's crazy. It's sad. It is because he was so fun to watch, and I felt like he was like one of the the bright stars of the future. One hundred percent. Like he was already starting to get endorsement deals, so I, that kind of shocks me that fifteen million dollars would have would have been enough to sway him. Right. Yeah. He was a big Nike guy then, and he was qualifying for the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Like he was becoming a big national name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he was so much fun to watch. He was another guy. That could hit the ball, just very, very, really good ball striker, and I think he struggled with his putting too. Yeah, and then three, uh, honestly, three. I, I'll go with somebody current. It would be Colin Morikawa. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I mean, a lot of the other dudes, they're just, they're okay. There's yeah. Nobody like tickles my fancy, you know. Like I, I got to see um, uh, Justin. Uh, damn it, Justin, Justin Thomas, Thomas yeah. at the waste management last year. I walked with him for like four holes. Meh. Yeah, it was, it was all right. It was all right, dude. Isn't it crazy? Like when you watch golf and watch sports in general, all especially like a football game, basketball game. All those dudes are six five, six six, so they seem normal sized. And same with golf on TV. You're like, oh, you know, Justin Thomas six mm-hmm. foot. Like those dudes are so small. The Justin golfers? Thomas is like five five or oh, five yeah. six. Like, no, Justin Thomas is like five nine, five ten. Yeah, Rory's like my. I think Rory's like five seven, five eight. Which is insane because you Cause see he him on so long, and, and you looks... see him on TV, and you're like, oh, it's a norm, like kind of like a five ten, six foot, like normal height person. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. No, that's, that's normal so height. Not so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a. Uh, it's a. Um, Definitely like mind fuck when the, you see the, those guys on the thing that always always strikes me when I'm watching the pros is just how simple they make the game look. It's boring. You're like, well, like Justin Thomas will just stripe it, you know, 275 down the middle of the fairway with his like stupid ass three iron. Yeah. And I'm just like, how? Like <laughs> what? Yeah. And how did you get that flight on that ball like that? Like, this is go crazy. Yeah. Well, one of the crazy things, and we've kind of touched on it on the podcast before, but breaking golf down as simple as you can get it is like, it sounds so stupid to even say, but it's hitting the center of the club face. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people don't realize is there's, you know, you're every Tom, Dick, and Harry that swing the club just as fast as half the guys on PGA Tour, mm-hmm. but they don't hit the center of the face once every 10 times. Yeah. And those guys are so dialed with, you know, they obviously have the best technology and all the all the testing to constantly do to make sure that they're hitting the center of the club face, but it really breaks down to, 
you know, their mechanics are better than everyone else's too, but on a on a simple scale, I swing the club just as hard as guys on tour. Mm-hmm. Yet they make me look like a child when they actually go and hit the ball it's because, because they hit because they're so much more efficient with their body moves. Yeah. That, and that's that's the key, right? Like yeah, they, they know exactly they get the most out of what they have compared to us. We're probably getting like 10% of what we have, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that comes down to like spin rate. We're not going to get technical, but there's just yeah. so many things that those guys have dialed in on just another level that we don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and that that's what's even crazy too is I would consider myself a good golfer. Um, and the difference between my golf game and their golf game is light years away from each other. You know what I mean? And that's that's what's really insane. But like you said, it just looks like unless you play golf, you're like, this shit's boring. But you go out there, shoot 120. <laughs> not you. I'm not saying that. But like <laughs> you're any any, you know, you hand any athlete a golf club or whatever that's never played before. And they're like, oh, this will be easy. And then they mm-hmm. they go shoot 120 and then they mm-hmm. watch these guys on tour shoot 65 like holy shit and yeah. that that's kind of like the clincher yeah, <laughs> like when you sure. get addicted to golf you're like i want to do that yeah a million percent 100 <laughs> percent. well so rating this all back to kind of pressure and we talked about this last week we did kind of not a waste management open preview but just talked about coming down here waste management super bowl week's gonna be insane we were looking at like yeah. hotels and stuff like unbelievable <laughs> last year was already for a best western it was already yeah. bad last year with just the waste management now the super bowl it's gonna be crazy down here but we talked about the all the different Monday qualifiers and g- relating it to pressure. Like uh, being on the PG Tour is a lot of pressure, but you're still if you make the cut, you're making 50, 60 grand. Now that's not necessarily a lot for them, mm-hmm. but you're still getting a paycheck. It's these dudes like out here Monday qualifying. Go like I, I need the exact numbers from you. I don't know if you got them off the top of your head, but a general sense of like nine different. Eight or nine different Mondays. Well, there's to get eight, in. eight different Monday pre Monday qualifiers to get into the Monday qualifier. And then I bet they take four or five guys from that Monday qualifier. So it was, it was basically like a 600 for five. Like <laughs> you're, there's a lot of spots and not like a, one or 2% of the overall um, guys that are in qualifying actually get into the tournament. And that's just a shot to get in. So like that's there, there's definitely like different levels of pressure in golf, but it is it's all scary you know like pressure is stepping up to that first tee shot in front of the clubhouse yeah. you're and everyone's watching you like yeah. people are sitting out on the patio and you're like holy shit yeah. if i top this like <laughs> I, I can't show my face here again yeah. you know what i mean and that's i mean everybody's been through that everybody's been there where they're like just just try to get the and that honestly growing up when i felt like i was in like in a pressure situation I would hit driver because it's the biggest club in your bag. You know yeah. what I mean? You're like, I, I can miss hit it. If I hit an iron off the first tee, oh, I'm chunking it 30 yards. Yeah. You know, I'm, it's so much harder to control, and that the pressure just gets to you, man. It's it's a it's an interesting game, that's I, for sure. I wonder what you know because you guys were there last year at the waste management, fucking phenomenal event. Oh so yeah, so much fun. It's, but that Wednesday with all the celebrities and, and athletes out there. I, I love to watch them on that first tee, especially the first timers that have never been in that event. When they step up to the tee box, 
you can see that oh shit moment in their face where they're like, oh, please. Yeah. Lord have mercy. Please don't <laughs> let me shank this right into grandma's backyard over here on the right hand side of the fairway. Yeah. Let me make contact with this, <laughs> dude. Because, well, and even uh, Wednesday, the the thing afterwards where they, they have the uh, entertainer, rapper, whatever, and he's doing all that, like those, all Talk those about guys. That, that pressure. That, oh my God. Yeah. I, I would miss the ball. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, I need to bring a spare set of shorts for that <laughs> one. Like, that that is not. <laughs> something that i would take lightly by any means because you can hosel that like i know that's not even a word we want to talk about but you you can straight <laughs> shank that into the stands oh yeah there's well, so many options so last year um i, f- I forget what oh, his name the is dude from matt, the bachelor matt something no yeah so matt smith uh or, or something like that yeah he shanked it but what's so funny is i don't know if you guys knew roger Steele. do you guys know who roger no. Steele? so roger Steele's big into trap golf um he's got sponsorships with callaway he's a he was uh, a golf kind of Instagram influencer and okay. he's just grown like crazy, right? Well, he's good friends with that rapper that was that that kind of talked shit to you on the T box. Yeah. And he was up in the suite watching the whole thing. And so he got invited down and he teed off and shanked the shit out of it. <laughs> and then he did it again. And uh, oh, that, yeah, it was. I think uh, it was we were, funny. were we there for that. Yeah, uh, you might have been there for I that. I think we. Well, watched. that was the one that almost hit Jacob. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roger Steele's the one that almost hit Jacob. Yeah, okay. That was, oh my god. And we put him on blast on Instagram, and, and then Roger Steele followed up and was like, "Look at this guy. He said he he took one for the team, but he really look at him bail out and all this other stuff." Like, <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Uh, I actually had a moment like that. We so on the Golf Channel. Did you ever watch um, Big Break? Yeah, that was a great show, oh, right? I, and I yeah. wish they still had it, but they did a show called—I think it was only ran one or two seasons—called Altered Course. Okay, so it was basically a big break style show, uh, two two man or women teams, and then it was also factored in like athleticism and like strength. Like you'd have to run, uh, play a hole as fast as you can, or run, and there's like running, lifting, you know, stuff like that, which. Looking at us, it's not really an ath- quite the athletic pair. You can see why but, we didn't make it. So we got through the first round of qualifying and went to San Diego um, for like a in-person interviews. They took videos of your golf swing, all this stuff. Well, they were they were doing the golf swing portion of it, and I fucking cold topped a hybrid oh, <laughs> off no. the tee box, dude. Well, and dude, I was like, well, we're they not had fucking a, they had like the a TV camera sitting probably. From us to the TV, like, <laughs> r- right to the right of him. Like, if he would have shanked it, it would have hit this guy in the face. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my. I was, like, praying the entire time that Spencer didn't just go off the rails there. And, I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. It could have. The top was rough. Yeah, I just I hit the top twenty percent of the ball. <laughs> Maybe. What's worse, stepping up there and, and, and having that fear in you? Or shanking one and them telling you, oh, I just retee it up. And then you going up to that second one, just all you can think of is don't shank uh, I do. I think I would l- probably just disintegrate. Like, I, I don't think, like, if they would have told me to hit disappear. another one after that, luckily I got like a few minutes to figure it out and cool yeah. off and Mitchell got to go. But I, when that thought creeps into your mind, you're oh, toast. You're absolute toast. Fear of God, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to talk a little bit of like Nugget Suns tonight? Yeah, we can we can do a little bit of that. It's not like it's not juicy. Yeah, it's it's not a, nobody playing exactly. Yeah. yeah, we're we're a little. Um, I mean, it is just cool that like we're down here and we're playing. I know. I wish the game was here. I know. I want to go but, to a little footprint center. Yeah, I didn't even know it was the footprint center. I, the last time I was there was talking sticks. So yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's been a minute. Yeah, it, it hasn't been the greatest season, but you know they're five hundred right now. Big win last night and. 
we'll see how it goes. You know, yeah. I, it's so funny. People were like, oh, you guys have finally been humbled and you're coming back down to earth and all this other stuff after the last two years of having, you know, really good success. And I'm like, bro, we lived in this space for like the last, the 10 years before that. Like, right. don't talk to me about being humbled. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, we've been humbled our whole life. Like, we've never won the championship. How high can you possibly get for not winning a championship? And you guys know how that feels. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh, so yeah. close, yet so far away. Like, when somebody tries to bring the nuggets down, I'm like, you can't bring them down any lower no. than I've brought them myself right? my entire life up until the last five years or until we got might, Carmelo. But. I'm not going to jinx you guys, but I really like you guys' chances. Well, thank it's, you. Guys. I feel like I really like you guys. It, dude, it's, tire just, pump it's just a matter the, of staying healthy, the man. The only thing that I, that that worries me is just sometimes you guys have a tendency to just be like inexplicably inconsistent. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell's going? Like, they got Jamal Murray and they got Jokic. Why are they going on a o to you know a ten o run? The other team's going on a ten o run out of nowhere. Like, yeah. you guys had control of this game. Yeah, Jamal know? will. Jamal's your classic like. Bubble Jamal will never be recreated, but that's what everybody thinks he should be. Oh but he'll have 30, like he had 34 the other night, but he'll have four in a night. And you just can't have that from no, a, a yeah. starting point, borderline all star level point. I have a theory about the bubble, by the way. You know right. why dudes were like like Jamal Murray going off, right? It's because basically they were playing in like a high school gym. I was gonna say it was like an AAU yeah. gym. Like. And so, like, it, it just takes you back. And so, and, 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 and being a basketball player for, you know, the first 23 years of my life, like there was just some, certain gyms that you just knew you were gonna rain down, like you just were. <laughs> I remember this one little church gym out in San Antonio. There ain't nobody on this fucking planet that could have guarded me in that gym. I promise <laughs> I love you that. that. Like it was just, it was just the feel of it. Like I just, it every aesthetically, it just fit my eye. And I feel like Jamal Murray um, definitely felt like that in in the bubble. He was unbelievable, and I think that's why you guys are so depressed when he got injured the next year because you felt like, oh, we. We should be right here. Yeah, yeah, we basically had like a fucking fuck it year, like a throwaway year. Yeah. yeah. Which sucked. Well, and on top of that, Michael Porter Jr., just getting yeah. consistency out of him <clears throat> is going to make, like, I feel like that's part of our inconsistency yeah. is he could shoot three for 15 or 11, 12 for 15. Like, there's, feels like there's no in between where he just has like a, a decent night. It's either really good or it's really bad. So that's kind of what scares me about it. You him. guys, I, I feel like, I feel like you'll know in the first round whether or not you got it or not. Because for us, um, actually for us, it was the second round when we played it, it, two years ago when we played you guys in the second round. That first game, I was at that first game um, where we just basically ran you guys off the court. Mm -hmm. But in that game, I was like, oh, shit. Like, you, these dudes are like for real, for real. Like, right. they might fuck around and go all the way to the championship this year. And they, they, they then they did. Yeah. I, I think if you guys get to a certain point in the playoffs – You'll have that moment early in the early rounds, and you'll know, like, oh, oh yeah, okay, we're cooking this year. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> and somebody kind of compared uh, Michael Porter Jr. the other day to, and I thought it was a really good comp, Anthony Davis, where it's like when he's on the court, he's great, but you literally like have to know that 40 games a year, 30, 40 games a year, he's not going to play. Yeah. And, you know, players like that, like we had – didn't have to give him a max deal, but if you, want, you wanted to keep him, you had to give him a max, and it – I think, you know, Jokic is going to do what he does. Hopefully Jamal is back to a playoff level by, you know, we've seen the games, the inconsistencies, but mm -hmm. he's had that his whole career. Um, but, like, adding a Michael Porter Jr. into that where he can be the guy that can score 30 if he needs to is the guy that, like, we've kind of needed. And we it's funny because, our, like, our whole lives of watching Jokic and then turning into the basically the Jokic Nuggets, it's like mm -hmm. – 
we couldn't shoot the three. We can't shoot the three. We don't, like, we get guys like fucking Bryn Forbes, who is a, like, absolute, you know, sniper at in San Antonio, and he comes here and shoots, like, 30%, 25%. So now this year, we're leading the NBA in three-point percentage, which is crazy to me, but that is, like, another another notch that they've added. But the, the whole... The, the playoffs still change in the NBA so drastically. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to see a 125 to 122 game in the playoffs. It just yeah. doesn't happen. So, you know, that that part we'll see. But that's where, like, you know, when you guys got, like, the Suns, when the Suns got Chris Paul, I was like, fuck. Because yeah. he's that guy that just, like, slows everything down in the playoffs. He, he gets, I've never seen a guy get every fucking shot he wants. Like from the from the elbow as that dude, it's insane. Yeah, well, it ain't happening this year. I promise you that, because <laughs> Old Man River is not finding that spot anymore. And you, it was, he's he, he's he's struggling for sure. How old is he now? Thirty-seven. Okay, see, yeah, he's getting up there. He'll be like, thirty-eight by the time the playoffs do start. You, do you think he's gonna try to chase a cha- like if he can't get a championship here? Do you think he's gonna? I don't know how much he's got left. Yeah, um, I think after this year. He's gonna have to do some soul searching and figure out, you know, how bad does he really want it? Want it? Um, he's got a partially guaranteed contract next year, so he goes from thirty a year to fifteen. Um, and at that price point, if you're the Suns, you might just say, "All right, we're good. We're gonna move on," yeah. or try to trade him at a lower value. Um, but I, I just don't listen. Chris Paul, everywhere he's gone, he's one of the greatest point guards of all time for sure. But he has been known to kind of wear out his welcome with teammates um, to a degree from time to time. And I'm not saying that that's what's happening here, but the combination of of that and, you know, just his physical game not being where it used to be, uh, he's not saving anybody this year. I promise you that. And that's <laughs> that that will ultimately be the downfall of the Suns this year is the fact that they don't have a legitimate number two scorer behind Devin Booker. And when Devin Booker is gone, you're relying on everybody else to step up. And so far, we've seen them not be able to step up. They are 6-15 and 15 in their last 21 games without Devin Booker, and that just is not ideal. Yeah, that is definitely less than ideal. And we talked about Landry Shamit earlier because we were talking about how um, Aaron Gordon baptized him. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, he sunned him for sure. <laughs> it was, no, I, uh, hey, I yeah. sat there in real time when that happened, and I wasn't on the, the postgame show for this one. Uh, oh, actually, I was, and uh, – Everybody on Twitter, obviously, Suns Twitter is like, oh, that's a charge. How can you go back and look at this and blah, 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 blah. I was like, bro, <laughs> this dude took his soul. <laughs> come on, man. And I just talked shit the whole rest of the night on that, that show just because I was like, come on, man. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a known Landry Shamit uh, non-supporter. Oh, okay. Uh, so when that happened, he was playing good that game, too. He had like no, he was, dude, dude, one we, of the hottest <laughs> shooting games I've ever seen in my life. I was like, is somebody going to guard fucking Landry Shamit? Yeah, he had 31. We have a bet here. Um, if he scores over 35 points this year, I made a bet preseason that they could do whatever they want to me. And so when I was watching that, oh, that game, I was cooking. like, oh, my God, is this going to be the game? And then Aaron Gordon got got a piece of him, and he didn't score again for the rest of the game. I was like, appreciate you. That's why Wildcats <laughs> stick with Wildcats. Bear down. The, the Nuggets uh, love to give every random dude a career high. Like, that, <laughs> it, it has just happened – Throughout my entire life. If it makes you feel any better, he had 31 like two games later, too. Oh, okay. So it wasn't okay. just you guys. Well, because I was going to say, I remember him with the Sixers and like he could shoot the ball pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like you said, he's been hurt. So that's that's a different topic. But yeah, I, I can imagine like it, it was it almost probably felt like Jokic of years past where it's like this dude's doing everything he can and he just doesn't have the support around him. Yeah. Like last year in the playoffs when he was on his last leg, like playing almost 
like 40 minutes a game and it's like we just don't have a chance you need help yeah. so i i totally get that for sure i am definitely a landry shamit non-supporter as well be only because <laughs> he played for the clippers and yeah. i remember him as a clipper and i'm like dude i can't stand this dude Was, did he go sixers clippers son, son? Uh, it went, he went uh sixers clipper all right sixers clippers nets Suns. oh we went to the nets he went to the nets yeah oh that's he weird the nets. another thing that <laughs> spencer and i I don't think we've ever laughed harder than that. Like, I hate to say it, but when the Suns got knocked out last year in that mm -hmm. fashion, sure. we ate up the post. We oh, watched your post game. Oh, I know. And still, I have the video <laughs> still in my phone. Do your fucking job. <laughs> like, we were just. That was the greatest ourselves. rant of all time. And I still, like, play that. Just somebody, when I somebody tagged me on the open to that yesterday. Because uh, my facial expression was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so Dude, good. Yeah, that was an all-time good I watched good uh, clip. the DMVR Nuggets show. The next day, um, I laughed my ass off because those dudes were wearing shades. <laughs> they came in with their, like, fancy little pimp robes and whatnot, and they were just walking on our grave. They just loved every minute of the fact that we got eliminated. I was like, all right, well, you fuckers still lost to us. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? No, oh, for sure. You know what's funny is, a lot, like, I actually appreciate the Suns, and, and I only started hating them because of Suns and Four Guy. Oh, yeah. That's oh. literally it, dude. He ruined it for it, everybody. I'm telling you what. Like, I, I, there is a faction of us. That absolutely hate that guy too. Like we're not on board. Like it was cool in the moment. Like okay, cool. We just beat this dude's ass in the in the Nuggets arena. Whatever, cool. But then they were. Then that like carried over. Suns in four. Suns in four. Sons oh, and the t-shirts, everything. Yeah. So when we're in the West or we're in the the NBA Finals, and we're up two nothing. And they were saying Suns in four out the arena. And I was like, dude, that's a bad sign, dog. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad sign. And sure enough, Giannis was like. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Start averaging 45 a game. Yeah. 20 rebounds a game, 10 assists. Like, what the hell? Yeah, it was over. It was over. Yeah, that's a that's a tough scene. Well, and I think Phoenix also got the, uh, the, uh, the image of, like, whenever they went into the stands, it would show some, like, dude with, like, long blonde hair, like, Every basically everybody came from San Diego directly to Phoenix, and that's what everybody <laughs> that's what everybody thinks his population is. Because I remember watching those finals, and like every dude's got like washed out blonde hair, like they just left the beach. And you're like, I know this isn't what Phoenix looks like, <laughs> having been here. But that's what like the national it, perception was. It wasn't the greatest moment in the world for us, like it, for as Suns fans, like we had to do with the money, like counting dollars at the free throw line every time Giannis was shooting. And I was just like, oh, yeah. God, we come off as such like douches right now like why <laughs> why is this happening you know but listen it was it was a fun ride but you know it's uh it, it is a little humbling to a degree oh for sure 500 but we still got a long way to go and we'll see what kind of moves are made yeah dude that that was i think i've we've had some low moments as nuggets fans but watching a nuggets fan get his ass kicked physically <laughs> after the nuggets got their ass kicked physically for four Especially straight games when he had the higher ground yeah yeah uh, my dude, guy that, they teach you in the military if you got the higher ground you you got the advantage 100 you still got your ass beat bro like, yeah that was that what? was a low moment that immediately turned my my son's hatred up to 100. <laughs> Just that second I saw all that happening, I was like, I, I can't handle yeah. this shit. Yeah, get off of Twitter immediately. But it is it is a fun little kind of like rivalry now, yeah. I think. Like the N NBA kind of is rivalries kind of go out the window because players don't stay places and stuff like that. But it is fun, especially having, you know, you guys down here at PHNX and us and in Denver having that rivalry market to market because 
It makes uh, shit talking with you a little bit more. Yeah, fun it's for sure. it's fun. I honestly believe that the Sons of Four guy was the birth of PHNX because I just feel like Brandon was like, all right, I'm tired of getting my ass beat. Let me get somebody on the crew that won't get their ass beat. And so they came out to PHNX. They wanted to bring us on board. Yeah. yeah. I like so that. all right. So speaking to <laughs> you <just> skated right. <laughs> <laughs> speaking to actual Phoenix. Yeah. How long have you been here? How long have you lived in Phoenix? So I've lived here basically my whole life. Um, I was gone, you know, minus like 12 years in the military and stuff like that. So. How old are you? I'm, 40, I'm 43. <laughs> if 12 years yeah. of your life is like nothing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> are yeah. you 90? Yeah. Four, 43. <laughs> 43. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Um, so what are some up. of your favorite things about, like, why haven't you, like, not saying like you should leave, but like, mm -hmm. why haven't you left Phoenix? Like, what are some cool things that we, as not living here, don't know? Like, I mean, not that you don't know, but honestly, it's the weather. Like, yeah, we get, we get about four or five months of just like brutal heat. But I mean, right now, like you basically can play golf for like eight straight months with, with no problem. And really it's year round. You can play golf if you just if you know can how endure to, the heat. If you could just manage. Yeah. There's other things that you can do on the golf course to, to, to be able to do that. But, um, you know, and, and honestly, like I've been to a lot of cities, I've lived in a lot of different cities, um, I just like the organization and the cleanliness of the city overall. Like the streets are always clean um, and, and it's on a grid system. It's not some stupid ass like circular system where you can't figure out where the hell the highway's going yeah. and where I'm going in the city. Like it's just, it makes sense. Everything is, you know, one mile apart on, on the major roads and stuff like that. So it's sensible. Um, and then you have pockets and each pocket has a different vibe about it, right? Like, so you have like, the Gilbert areas over here that are very much it's it's nothing but like commercialized stuff. Like I live out there and I'm not the biggest fan of that because I don't like every corner is the same shit that you see everywhere else. There's a Chili's, there's a, a Texas Roadhouse, there's a Walmart, there's a Target, like all the brands, right? But then you get to Central Phoenix um, and you have like a lot more um, diversity. You have a lot more um, of the like the mom and pop shops and the little hole in the wall joints that you you can really pick apart from. And then Scottsdale, you have the nightlife. So every every city has a little pocket of of something different that you can go you know fuck with on a day to day basis, which is what I love. Yeah, oh, one yeah. one of the cool things I've liked about Phoenix is it it's different than Denver. Like Denver's got downtown, but it's kind of all the same thing. Like here. It's Phoenix, but like Scottsdale's its own city, Tempe's mm -hmm. its own city, yeah, and it's yeah. not like they're just neighborhoods. They're, they're full on vibes. cities. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, Denver's definitely. I wouldn't call it generic, but it's all kind of the same. Whereas to here, you switch it up no matter where you go. It's some different. Yeah, which I really do like. Yeah. So, so you lived in Colorado for a few years. Mm -hmm. If you had to compare, what what would you like? I, I love Colorado. Let's go scale of one to ten. Yeah, I, I, I listen. I think I think it's like you know, if we're a scale of one to ten, I would say Phoenix is probably like an eight, and Denver for me was more of like maybe a seven, seven point five. Like they're they're basically neck and neck. I loved my time in Colorado, um, but I loved my time in Colorado. I know you guys said that you feel like things are you know relatively the same from spot to spot, but like you know, even going down to to like the the Cherry Creek area, right? There's so many different little bars. Yeah. Um, and different vibes to each one of those bars that you don't really get in every single city. And I really do love that. Um, and the food was incredible in, in Denver, to be honest with you. like We do have good food. I became a foodie in Colorado because of just the different kinds of foods that I was able to come across. So um, I, I love both cities. I hate the cold. And I think that's the ultimate differentiator is that I cannot stand the cold. I hate the snow. Uh, fuck freezing. Um, I'd rather stay in the warmth. So that's why my ass is out here. So it's a different lifestyle, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah for sure. I, I did not pack, like, I packed for Phoenix, 
And so this is like the heaviest thing I have, and it's like a pretty thin hoodie. And we left the house, and it was like 25, somewhere in that ballpark. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm going <laughs> to freeze my ass off on the way to the airport this morning. And it was not a good time. So yeah. I can definitely see. Uh, you just have to be built for it, though. Like, you yeah. have, if you live here year-round in the summers, you have to. It's just something you deal with. It's like our winters kind of, but yeah. on the different end of the spectrum. Yeah, and also, like, in, in Denver, if, depending on what neighborhood you live in, um, you can, like, walk to the grocery store. You can walk to the to the to the bar you can walk to a restaurant like uh you know i my my friends and 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 i used to live right off of uh colfax and um i want to say it was like um they started with the m um marion no uh monticello not monticello um monaco oh monaco. yeah yeah so colfax and monaco, monaco kind of area that's kind of near um, where you live right now yeah. yeah yeah and so like there's places that i could literally walk to to get anything and um, there's a dispensary down the street, around the corner, like everything was right, <laughs> like just a walking distance. I do love that. In Phoenix, it is not like that. Like in my neighborhood, I'm not walking anywhere. Like I got to drive like a mile to go to the next closest thing. That's true. It is very more. It's a lot more spread out. Here. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, so before we get out of here, we uh, we always do picks um, for the next tournament, and of course, we do all our picks on the DraftKings Sportsbook, and it is Wild Card Weekend. Uh, I just saw today that uh, we're getting a Skylar Thompson Josh Allen yeah. Wild Card yeah, game. Skylar Thompson, former uh, K State Wildcat, baby. Yes, sir. So you can. <clears throat> Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and kick off the road to Super Bowl 57 here in Phoenix. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And new and existing customers are also going to get no sweat bets each day of the wild card round this weekend. So that's Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Another awesome thing that the NFL did, put some playoff games on a Monday night right there in prime time. So place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR and get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on the NFL. So I'd be like $5 Bills money line. Like, they're not losing that game. Yeah. There's no chance. Sure. And then you're getting $200 in free bets from the DraftKings Sportsbook instantly. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. I did take the Sun. I, uh, uh, full disclosure, I took the Warriors money line last night when the Suns were up by 27. I was like, I just have a feeling they're going to blow this lead. No, we do that all Full the time. Full disclosure, <laughs> I took the same thing when the Warriors were down 14 and it was only plus 120. Yeah, well, I, it, for me, it was at plus 900. And I, I just threw ten dollars down. I was like, "Why not?" At I those odds, you got to spread. Yeah, and so I did. And by the time I hit the bet, it, the odds had gone to a plus twelve hundred, <laughs> and so I would have won one hundred and twenty bucks. And they 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 damn near tried. They got all the way down to six, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is gonna happen." <laughs> yeah, like, Either way, yeah, I'm then, gonna be happy. It, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We, yeah, we're that, the kings of the the uh, spite emotional hedge yes, bet. I, I love that. Percent, I'm, yeah. I'm all about that. Um, and going to these games, we always use our favorite app over at Game Time. We used the app to go to a game in Baltimore here a couple weeks ago, Broncos Ravens. We used um, the app to go to the Cardinals game. Yeah, we used we Game Time to go to the Cardinals game last time. We sat, like, seats. Dude, we sat like 50 yard line, line like yeah. 20 rows up for like under or like right around 100 bucks a yeah. piece, which was yeah. insane. Um, great stadium, by the way. I actually really liked um, what is it called State now? Farm. State Farm. Mm -hmm. These stadiums changing names has me fucked up. What do all you the time. remember it as? I always remember it as State Farm. Is it always been State Farm? Uh, it used to be something before, but I can't remember. What was it? 
Oh yeah, University of Phoenix. Yeah, oh, see, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just re- I don't know why State Farm. Just I think just Glendale sticks out to me because it's just yeah. so far out there. But State, it's also by farms, so that's why State Farm probably <laughs> just stuck more. <laughs> that, that makes sense. State Farms by farms, but yeah, use Game Time. It is the best ticketing app. Uh, you want to wait till. I mean, shit, me and Saul had a few beers and waited till 30 minutes before the game, yeah. and then, then we got the best deal. So make sure you're waiting until the last minute. Uh, you can go to the game, even stand in line and get tickets. I've done that before. Um, it's definitely going to be the best prices over at game time, so make sure to check that app out. All right, we're logging into the DraftKings Sportsbook here. Just give us give us a guy you like this week in the Sony Open. Could just be any guy. Our picks aren't expert picks either, bro. Well, I, first I know you're all, looking I, I don't know what the field is, and I don't have my phone on me, so that's There's, a little rough. All right, so here, I'll give there you my go. phone. Thank you. It's thank a you, thank you. first full... Full field event of 2023 with with guys that are but you know, yeah there's a lot of guys that are not playing in it yeah, yeah but it's not a, like a 40 player field like no last oh week. yeah it's not a limited field event but it's definitely not like cream of the crop man this is uh, this is rough <laughs> there's not a lot of top dudes in this thing yeah I mean Spieth is a name at the top that you know what I'll go with Hideki okay I like Matsuyama dude uh, there when he won that Masters bro that was just so like. The whole caddy thing after the round, like Hideki, like those guys just constantly grind. Like I, I'm pretty, without sounding bad, I'm pretty confirmed that like Asian golfers grind harder than any people. Like, <laughs> dude, they seriously they have a different kind of work ethic. I yeah, think. like yeah. it just in they're, they're just different. like a, that Zen. Like they don't get high, they don't get low. They just, yeah, they're just boom, locked in, yeah. straightforward. Yeah. I, All right, I, so I, we got Saul Hideki Matsuyama plus two thousand. We'll put that on the card. Um. I like, I mean, Tom Kim, he's the favorite to win, so I kind of hate picking that. But I picked him last week to, what, top 10? Yeah, and he plus, finished one, t- plus 190. And he finished T5, I think. So, I mean, he's playing very well, um, plus 1,100. I, I'm not going to – I like him, but I'm not going to pick it because his odds are too too low, so I don't want to take that. I will take Brian Harmon at plus 1,600. Uh, there's a little bit more value there for sure. He's not a long hitter, but – he, you don't need to be when you're playing the Sony Open, and he just puts it really well. He can control his ball flight in the wind. So I'm rolling Brian Harmon plus 1,600. I am going to take uh, my guy, my Canadian guy, my honey hole, honey hole guy, Corey Connors. <laughs> he is plus 2,200 to win this weekend. Um, just a, not, doesn't do anything overly great, but doesn't do anything bad. Yeah. And that's a guy it. like kind of the this first – Everybody's feeling out the 2023 season. There's not a lot of big guns in this, as you can see by Tom Kim. Uh, you know what's annoying? The app, the PGA Tour app, still hasn't changed his name. To uh, his to actual... Tom. Oh, no, it still it, says uh, Ju Young. Oh, it really does? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the PGA Tour app. So like, I'm looking at the leaderboard. I'm like, where the fuck is Tom Kim? <laughs> Turns out they haven't changed his yeah, name yet. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. Um, well, and it, also, we could just roll with the Georgia Bulldogs this week, which I did with Brian Harmon. But then you got... Russell Henley in the field. You got, uh, I think, no, Keith Harris English. Just go dogs. I mean, that's not a horrible idea either. Yeah, let's not rub that into Saul either, though. His (laughs) wife's a TCU grad, so. Oh, I did not know. Okay. Yeah. I I did tell him to stay horny last week. (laughs) He liked it. It was fun. It was fun last week. Last weekend when they they were playing in the Fiesta Bowl because we were there and it was a blast. Did I, you, you went to the Fiesta? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's was, awesome, dude. It was dude. so much fun. It was really fun. I'm not a big TCU fan um, of like the school and the people, 
it's just it very much gave me like, oh man, am I am I? I felt like I was surrounded by sorority and frat, frat uh, yeah. people. Like, and they're all wearing like blinged out cowboy boots and like tucked in polos and they're like five thousand dollar jeans. Like that's all it was. I was gonna say I hate to say it, but isn't like a, I mean, with its location, it's just like a rich white cowboy school. It's like, a it's farm bougie is what it is. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I've never sure. heard that term. Farm yet. bougie. For I sure. like that. Yeah. yeah. No, I. I actually sat next to a lady in Av's game, um, and she seemed like she was pretty well off. And she was like, yeah, my three daughters all went to TCU, and they're like, they were coming down to the Fiesta Bowl. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure her daughters were awesome looking. I was yeah. like, your daughters are probably pretty hot, because that's just <laughs> looks like something. That just looks like what as she, you. As she drove to her castle in Cherry Creek. Yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> She's like, oh, my kids just landed on TCU. I'm like, yeah, yeah you just land on a $70,000 a year college course, to go to. Like, of course, that's just how it goes. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. It, was, it was between that or SMU. They all went you know? to Valor, too, by the way. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we paid forty grand for high school and then fifty grand for college. Yeah, yep. yep. no, no doubt about that. Well, Saul, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, always good guys. to talk to you. And uh, we're gonna go have uh, have some golf meetings this afternoon, and then have a have a fun event Friday night. And these aren't gonna be our only events, of course. We're gonna do some up in Colorado. So if you guys are listening to that to this pod from Colorado, we'll have some golf events coming out here in the next month or so. That will be in the summertime when we can actually play golf. Meanwhile, we'll do some events down here in Phoenix, and we'll be back down for the waste management here in a couple weeks. So appreciate you all tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter at Big Drive Spence, Mitchell at Big Drive Mitch, Saul, at Saul underscore, underscore Bookman. Bookman. Got it. Yep. See, I'm like, I can like see things. I can remember like people's license plates and like Twitter names, mm -hmm. but the second I meet somebody, I forget their name yeah, immediately. Same, it's same. just like, <laughs> yeah. it's just how it goes. But appreciate you joining us. We'll talk to you guys all next week. Enjoy the Sony Open. Peace. Peace.